Hey, this is Molly Rennick from Living Dead Girl, and you are listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Today, we're speaking to a lady who is the singer of Living Dead Girl, a model, and a huge fan of Avril Lavigne. I mean, who isn't? These are the Chronicles of Molly Rennick. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Molly Rennick, a.k.a. the Living Dead Girl. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and with me, as always, as always, is this handsome devil. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Hello, how are you today? I'm French this week, have we? It's only because there was nothing to jump on, so I was like, shit. Yes, um, I nailed an intro. You did you gotcha. get, yeah. So I was just sat here going, what should I think to do today? Uh, I think I shall speak as this French accent. Uh, yes. Oui, oui. Uh, baguette and all that sort of thing. You know, croissant. Uh, uh, nice, Marseille. <laughs> Why is it everything you think of that's a stereotype for France is food? They eat frogs legs, they eat snails, baguettes, croissants, garlic. Do you reckon the French go into a boulangerie and are like, "Um, bonjour, bonjour, Uh, oui, uh, deux baguettes, s'il vous plaît, Uh, 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 trois croissants, croissants, oui, 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 Uh, les les pastilles. (laughs) 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 Where where is this going? Uh, (laughs) Oh, mm, delicieux, delicieux, les pastilles. I thought we were getting more of your Cornish impression then. I was getting really no, that excited. Was a, that's a Henry Packer joke. Henry Packer was a great comedian. I don't think he ever really did much. Um, Never heard the name was, before, but there we go. That's, he was on Russell Howard. And it's like, it's such a good point. Like, do you have to... French people must surely... It's probably like, I'm oh, the pasty. Uh, the pasty. Do they even do pasties in France? I don't know. They're <laughs> like, oh, no, no, monsieur, monsieur, madame. You have got this wrong. Uh, we don't have your English shit over here, right? <laughs> we have uh, the, the list of cakes and the, the bread. We make it ourselves and we don't need your shit with meat in for some reason. Um, Fucking love a pasty. I want a pasty I, now. I can't stand them. I don't like them at all. Oh, really? Yeah, not. Oh, no. I don't know what it is. I find them like, I find them spicy when they shouldn't be spicy. I don't know if it's the pepper. They're, they're supposed to be a bit spicy. Are they? Yeah, because the whole thing was they were made for like the miners and stuff, weren't they? So it had the pepper in to keep them warm. Really? That's why oh. they've got like a sweet crust on them as well, because it was like their main, their oh, savory I... dinner, and then a sweet crust as a pudding. I did not realize you were a fucking See? pasty connoisseur. What the fucking fuck pasty <laughs> aficionado over here? <laughs> oh, they're absolutely fucking beautiful in Cornwall. If you go to Doncaster, don't fucking have them, all right? No, 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 no. no. You go to fucking Doncaster. I don't know why I picked Donny, but fucking Donny. If you go to Donny, don't have a pasty. If you go to fucking Cornwall, mate, all right? And you can have yes. a lovely little fucking pasty. I just wanted the Cornish impression back because it's my new favourite <laughs> thing in the world. I was editing last week's episode, and as soon as that came up, I was just roaring with laughter again. I called the wife over and was like, listen to this. It's the best thing ever. 
Oh, thanks. My new favourite thing. I mean, personally, I think my Australian accent's the best. The best one. I don't know. That sounds really arrogant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Out of all the many talented things I do, these are my favourites. <laughs> Out of all the voices, this this is the best ones. I think you'll find. Yes, absolutely. Quaff, quaff, and all that. Oh, 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 oh pip, pip, chin, chin. <laughs> I do love when we start on a random tangent. Hundred oh, percent. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. It's daytime recording, which always makes me happy. Daytime, recording, sunshine, outside, <laughs> ha ha. I don't know if you can say sunshine outside. I mean, it's you, definitely fu- you definitely fucking can say sunshine, dude. Oh, can you? Yeah, that's why. It's just miserable here. Do you get what, right? Every time you get a fed about like Birmingham's a shithole. Birmingham is a shithole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it is. You don't have this glorious sunshine here like we do in Wales. I don't think the sun comes over and like, stops just outside Birmingham's. Huh. Now I'm good. Sneaks around. Yeah. What is that little thing? Because the clown goes, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Mr. Birmingham, no. Oh, I, I go around. I go around. <laughs> I go around. I hit the pistol. I don't need the Birmingham. No, no, no. <laughs> I, go, I go Wales. I go Wales instead. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Just hit, hits Wrexham, it's like, oh, no, 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 Wrexham, I don't know, no, I go I go What did Wrexham do to you? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was trying to think what was close to Birmingham, like Wales side, so I think Wrexham's up by you, isn't it? I have no idea. I don't know what's in North Wales, but yeah, it just comes out kind of like, oh, yes, 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 Cardiff, yes, yes, Cardiff, yes. I shine, I shine bright for Cardiff, yes. <laughs> That's I love the imagine. idea of the sun having this voice. Yeah, that's how I imagine the sun talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, daytime recording! Um, <laughs> we should make like a proper 80s hair metal band song out of that. Oh, my God, yes, we should. Don't don't give <laughs> me these ideas. <laughs> daytime recording! Speaking of 80s hair bands... Well, they're not really an 80s hair band, but still. I've got my daughter obsessed with a new song this week, and I'm quite impressed with myself. What's that? We built this city by Starship. Oh, for fuck. Literally, we walk to school singing it every morning now. It's amazing. At least you went for the actual original and not the stupid... I, I know it was for charity. I'm going to hold my hands up now. I don't know. I know it was for charity, but stop saying about sausage rolls. It's not funny. Oh, lad baby can go get in the it's, fucking it's bin not, anyway. It's not funny anymore. All right. They're not funny. Never found them funny. They're idiots. No. I get you like sausage rolls. What? Congratulations. It's all for charity. Fucking incredible. Great work. But stop it now. Still just getting the bin. Anyway. But yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> Dude, I'm buzzing. This is my second week of my two weeks off. It's going a bit too fast for my liking, if I'm honest. Wow, that has gone fast. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, time back at work on Sunday. Wait, 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 am I? Sunday, can you stay over there? Can you just... <laughs> let's... Just slow this shit down, right? You n- no, don't you dare come for me. I know I've got five days left, but let's n- let's not. I'm enjoying this time off, all right. I'm enjoying having my time to myself, waking up when I want, playing. I I I'll talk about that a bit. Playing my PlayStation, you know, going to the gym, and seeing my wonderful other half. So I quite like to keep it. Can I just keep that? Can I just keep it as is now? Getting paid to be off, please. It's glorious, isn't it? I like Mate, the idea of being paid wonderful. to stay at home. It's great. 
It, well, to be fair though, right, we say that the furlough was amazing for the first two months. And then I was like, oh my God. It's yeah. so funny. It's such a British thing to do. Moan about being at work, but then you moan about being off. And you moan yep. about being bored, but then you want to be at work. And you moan about being at work, but you want to be off. And then you moan about being off because you're bored from being off. So you want to be at work again. It's just like, ah, the British need something to moan about. Oh, just, yep. oh, this fucking, this, this blind here, this blind on my window. <laughs> it's too silver. It's too fucking silver. <laughs> the amount of times I've sat there, like if I'm working a late, I've sat at home like I'm bored now. I need something to do, but I can't do that. I've got to go to work. And they're actually going to work. And they're like, oh, you're not rather be at home. I'm like, make your mind up. Which one do you want to do? Yeah, I think working late's are worse, especially if you're working like hospitality or something where you've got to wait to shoot shift starts at 4 or 5 p.m. So you're at home like, I want to go do this, but and then I don't want to get too into that because I'll know I've got this. And then you, you ultimately just go, like, don't do anything because you're sat there going, I can't wait for 4 p.m. I've got to leave at this time. So I better not, Jim. I better not go through the shop. I'll just, I'll just wait. Yep. I'll wait. I'll just watch Netflix. I'll watch a little bit of Netflix and I'll go, to, I'll go to the gym. And then you go, oh, fuck, it's three o'clock. <laughs> Every time. And then we get to work and say, how are you doing? And every British person's answer, living the dream. Oh, yes. That dream that we all apparently that live. That dream. We all live that dream. <laughs> I, love, I don't know where that came from. I don't know. But it's great. Isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if it will always live on. It better do. I pass it down to our children. They <laughs> trust their children's children. And then, you know... <laughs> Then in 2584, they're all like, hello, how are you? Like, living the dream. dream. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> but, oh. the ro- but the roads won't sweep themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think wow, there's we- still be roads in 2584. Who knows? We have gone some impressive tangents this week. It'll be hovercrafts and like space shuttles and stuff like that. Like the Jetsons. Yes. Me, George Jetson. (laughs) His boy, Elroy. Jane, his wife. (laughs) (laughs) I used to know all the words to that. Anyway. I swear I was there. Isn't there a meme or something where she takes the, he gives her like a dollar. She takes the whole thing, the whole wad of cash or something. That's just in the intro. Yeah. There's a meme about it, isn't there? That it's like, I would have not punched in the face, but like. What gives her the right to take, to take absolutely everything? I've got lunch to eat, you know, at work. So that is like, I can't, I can't, I've gone off, I don't know. I can't remember. I remember seeing something and being Tangents like, have gone on a tangent. Ah! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in some sort of void. What's going on here? <laughs> Jamie, I can hear your voice, but I can't see you. <laughs> Jamie. Hello. Walk toward my voice. <laughs> Follow my voice. Jamie? <laughs> ah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Daytime recording. <laughs> so full of energy. The fact that a nectar cup of tea before we started this probably didn't help either. But well, no. I, I, I was with you there. Don't you worry. Don't you fucking worry your beautiful little face about that. How have you been up to do? What been, what's been going on? Oh, what have I been doing? I've been doing lots of reannering. Oh, yes. We love As a little always. bit of that. We love to do a little... Um, what else have I done? Was that in case people didn't know what reannering was? Yeah, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, other than uh, what I've mentioned in a minute of uh, me and you meeting up, not a fat lot, to be fair. No, you can uh, talk about that. If you want to talk. I was going to know. But yeah, last week, me and you, we met up. 
We went to old yeah. Cheltenham Town and we went and saw former two-time guest, Mr. Tom Stade. Two-time! Two-time! Two time. <laughs> well, he could kind of say three-time now, as he was this week's way back Wednesday, so he's, he's kind of three-time. Well, yeah, well, this is very true. This is very true. What happened there, Jamie? Oh, what did happen? We went to old Cheltenham Town. We saw Mr. Tom Stade and Mr. Jared Christmas was supporting him and it was glorious. It was hilarious. I hurt a little bit afterwards from laughing. I felt very sorry for an old couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he loved them too, didn't he? He really did. Um, and yeah, and then me and you had a nice little walk. We had some KFC and it was just a jolly good time together. It was wonderful. It's so nice to hang out with you properly again. I know, yeah. It felt like it went way too quick. It did go way too quick. But um, ladies and gentlemen, please go and check out Mr. Tom Stade. Here's our way back Wednesday this week. But please also, if you're in the UK and try and catch some of his tour that he's got left, you ain't seen nothing yet tour, get on it. If you can get on it, get on it, because it's it's so worth it. Like, so worth it. Um, but the man himself, we bumped into him after the show, um, and he wants to come back on again. Yeah, he um, does. I, I don't want to sound like a dick, but the moment when he turned around and saw me went, Tommy! Was I know, it was amazing. A massive highlight. <laughs> But it's just incredible. Um, and it goes to show that this show obviously impacts people in ways that you don't think possible. And it's quite, oh. a, quite a nice feeling. Quite I nice love feeling. the fact he remembered us because we didn't say anything to him. We would have stood there. So that was so, glorious. It's just a nice, nice little moment there. Um, so forgive me. I just like to, you know, enjoy the little wins. Enjoy the little wins. You got to. Absolutely. Have you been watching anything? Um, not a lot, really. Obviously, I've been carrying on watching Friends. Um, I'm so sorry for you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I did. Oh, I actually did watch a film that I haven't watched in a long time. Oh, oh, two actually. I watched Pixels, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah, incredible. That movie gets shit on. I think it's great. I think it's great fun. It's Plus Josh, I, Josh Gad's in it, and I love Josh Gad. I don't know who that is, but it's when people, um, yeah, people have to get their opinions. But it's one of those where like, I know I talk about this quite a lot with like bands and stuff. And they go, oh, so what music are you into? Or what bands are you saying? They go, oh, God, they're fucking terrible. Why the hell do you listen to them for? Oh, do you know what, mate? Now you've mentioned it, actually, I won't listen to them ever again. Yeah. Oh, so now that, so that film shit. Yeah, I won't we'll watch that again. I'm so, I'm so sorry that I, you know, took my time to watch something that I enjoy doing, but yet you have the right to tell me that it's shit, so I shouldn't watch it. Do apologise. Yeah. But no, I was, I, I was listening to something or I was talking to someone, I can't remember now, but then we... The, the film Pixar's got mentioned like oh it's bloody awful one of the worst Adam Sandler films I was like I remember enjoying that so I re-watched it and I was like this is great fun What what's not to love about this film exactly it's a little bit weird at the end when, if you um, enjoy it Jay but, you enjoy it Who but you enjoy it you? I don't... and I also watched um, the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie oh, the, the, recent, the recent ones with Seamus uh, with Seamus in yeah that was good fun I don't know why people shit on them either people seem to enjoy life more I think I love, yeah I love the turtles I saw a I saw a meme earlier, which was someone's arm, completely blank with cling film. It said, I, "I've got tattoos for every time friends make me laugh," and there's no tattoos on there. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't like friends because it's cool to not like it. I generally don't find it funny. So I'm, I'm not trying to be one of those knobheads. It's like Nickelback is shit because Nickelback are fucking amazing. Um, you know, Coldplay. I don't like Coldplay either. There are people that think that I'm jumping on that bandwagon. No, I generally don't like them. So okay. it's just, you know what I mean? It's one of those things that it's almost like it has to be, you have to be some sort of, it has to be categorised now if you don't like something. 
because it's cool to do so. No, I, I just genuinely don't don't like it. If you don't like something, you don't like it. Exactly. I don't know why people think now it's cool to like and cool to hate stuff. It's like, it's so, this generation's so weird. Like, it's just so weird. Like, I don't like Star Wars. All right, do you want to, you know, kill me now? To be fair for that, yeah. I'm joking. I don't like Harry Potter. Like, but it's not because I think it's cool to do so. I genuinely just don't like it. All right. And like what you don't like. Not a problem with that at all. If anyone's got a problem with that, you know where to find me, all right? Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you. So, cat, is it cash me outside? How about that? Cash me outside. Like, how about that? I forgot about that. <laughs> so weird. Good old that. bad baby. But it's Barbie, isn't it? Is it bad Barbie? I think so. One of the two. Anyway. I suppose I hate you there. It's so Fuck weird I don't how know. all of a sudden she's become massive because of one sentence. Yeah. The world is a weird, weird place. It really is. You never I, find it over here. We're just like, this girl has now become a rap sensation because she's on Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> Although it wouldn't surprise me, weirdly. No, not not at all. What are they called? Toothless grin. <laughs> <laughs> and that is we're out, we're done. <laughs> we're not gonna stop that. Oh. Anyway, sorry. how are you? I mean, what have you been up to? Sorry. Oh dude, that's all right. I've been uh, is it Madonna in? Holiday. Yeah, you remembered. Something, 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 holiday. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the words are, so I just... I, but like celebrate. we said, so last time... Is it celebrate, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know. It's some, any holiday song you can think of, it's that. Um, yeah, so, what I've, so obviously we went and saw Tom Stead last Wednesday, as previously mentioned. Um, so I went and booked tickets to see him again um, in Cardiff in the middle of October, which I cannot wait for. Um, so really looking forward to that. Uh, what else have I been doing? And I came back, um, saw my wonderful other half. We went away for the weekend. We went to Swansea on Saturday. Uh, went to Oxwich Bay. Uh, we built a sandcastle, sandcastle like island with moat and put bricks and stones in his doors and stuff. It was really good fun. Really enjoyed myself. It was a beautiful sandcastle. Thank you, mate. Went for a walk. She did most of the work. Um, went for a walk uh, down the beach. It was really nice. Just chatting. It was just lovely. Um, and then she told me there's a Denny's in the UK. The one and only Denny's that's meant to be in the American counter only is in Swansea. So we're like, we'll get a fucking Denny's then. Um, but the menu, unfortunately, UK people is very, very small compared to the American one. It's nowhere, it's like a dumbed down version. It's nowhere near the American one. That's a bit um, rubbish. It, it, but still, but the, I had a double cheeseburger and it was incredible. And just delicious and so nice and a millionaire shortbread milkshake and I was in fucking heaven. Um, and then we came home and we watched Cup of Cheer. Yay! Yay! What did uh, she think? She liked it, uh, but she's not into silly movies. So she she enjoyed the story and the way it was made, etc. But she she found some bits funny, um, but she's not into spoof movies. So she enjoyed it, but didn't find it as funny as I thought she was going to. So it's a bit like, oh, a bit downhearted. <laughs> so I wanted to be raw and laughed. Like, this is fucking amazing. It was nice while it lasted, love. Yeah, so it's, we tried. We tried. Um, and then we had a great interview Saturday night. Yeah, we did. Um, which was just, yeah, again, again, as we say every week, can't wait to release it. Nope. Amazing. Like, it was so good. Um, and then Sunday, NFL Sunday. Woo! 
Um, really excited. So love NFL Sunday. Unfortunately, we lost, but still, I still absolutely loved it. And uh, she was getting well into it as well. So amazing. She put my jersey on, and we were just having so much fun. It was just so much fun. Uh, we went shopping in the day because we're going to a wedding in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Um, so I bought. Um, I know I was quite like, oh, already coming to a wedding with you. Uh, so I had to go shopping for a shirt, which I found, which is really nice. I just got to find some shoes now, but um, I don't know. It was just really nice going shopping together and like just it just felt normal. I don't know. It was just really. It's just really. I, I don't know. I sound like a twat. No, I know what you mean. I get what you mean. It's just a really nice day out. We just really enjoyed it. So did that. Um, and then we, Jamie Westwood. Yes. We got a brand new sponsor. Yeah, we did, baby. Yeah, we fucking did. I turned it to Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> baby. Um, I was having a sesh with Braden um, on Friday. Uh, we just catched up chatting. It was really nice. And um, talked to him about some of the previous guests we've had, the interviews that we've done uh, that are coming up soon. People would have seen it on our social media. But then he turned around to me because obviously he owns a clothing company called Stay Cozy. He was like, how do you feel about Stay Cozy sponsoring you? And I literally snapped his hand off. Um, it was one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Really? <laughs> and it's, it's a done deal. It's done. It's a fish. It's a it's job's good. So um, you'll hear all about that shortly. Um, so, yeah. So we're now officially sponsored by Stay Cozy Clothing. Yeah. We're going up in the world, boys. All right. Um, and then yesterday I seshed. I went back to the gym. Uh, to get ready for his wedding. Uh, and other than that, man, I had, um, we had a few meetings last night. Well, I ha- we had a meeting and I had another one after that. Uh, obviously you were working. Things are in the pipeline, boys and girls. Things are in the pipeline. We're just working our way through it. Slowly, slowly catching monkey, but hopefully we'll get there and we'll have some more bigger news for Big news for you. As they say, it's all coming up, Millhouse. A million and 10% Millhouse. I've just realised I missed something off my catch-up moment. Oh, yeah? I now have a grudge that oh. I bear with Kerrang Radio. What have they done? I was listening to that the other day. Well, Becky had it on. And she went, and now we're going to play a classic rock song. And I'm thinking, yes, come on. I love me some classic rock, some Kiss, Zeppelin, ACDC. Come on. They played Boom by P.O.D. Is that how old we are now that POD is oh. fucking classic rock? It came out in 2000, dude, so... Fuck, I felt so old in that moment. <laughs> yeah, give me some Zeppelin, give me some Van Halen, give me yeah. some Guns N' Roses, Metallica. Yeah, woo! And no. now we're going to play a classic Metro Station Shake It. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry, can you just repeat that? Like, <laughs> I came out like 2008, like... What? I was genuinely floored. I was just like, no, POD is not... Cla- Don't do this to me. Unfortunately so, pal. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't call them classic rock, obviously, they're new metal, but... But it, it's rock it's, and it's, it's now classic. A, it's a classic. No, it's not classic rock. It's a classic, I'd say. Just boom. Here comes the boom. Ready, Ready or, not. or not. Here comes oh. the boys from the south. Um, for the first time ever in the Chronicles of Podcast, I can't wait to say this, Shall we uh, have a word from our sponsor? Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just heading over to www.staycozyclothing.com. 
where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new line coming in the fall of this year. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Hi, I'm Jeremy Saffer, rock photographer. Check out The Chronicles of Podcasts with Jamie and Tom, or else something bad will happen sometime, somewhere, and it'll be your fault. Yeah, so if you go to the checkout and put in The Chronicles, all in capitals, uh, into the checkout, you will receive your 10% off Stakeholders of Clothing. So please go to www.stakeholdersofclothing.com. How amazing is that? It feels pretty fucking titties, I'm not going to lie to you. And just a quick one, a massive thank you to Braden and Sean for doing this with us. It means the world. Yeah, thank you, boys. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be nice to go into business as, uh, together and a nice little partnership is going to brew and uh, excited to see what's going to come of it. So make sure you go to www.stakeholdersofclothing, everybody. And type in the chronicles in capitals, all as one word, into your checkout to receive your 10 to 10 off. Jamie. Yes. It's time to be treached. Uh, is this guy coming to talk to the world with his infinite knowledge again? Uh, you mean previous is Callum coming to treat us all? Yeah. You're damn right, is previous. Welcome to Callum's Treaching. Guys, welcome to Callum's Treachings. Callum is back. I missed these last week. Yeah, I bet you. I did as well. I did as well. He had a great birthday from what he's told me. Um, I'm going to see his beautiful face this week, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, here we go, guys. What is Callum Treachings this week? If you had amnesia and got cured, would you remember that you forgot? We're off to a blinder. <laughs> That's a really good point, though. That is a really good point. But w- so would you actually remember that you'd forgotten? Obviously, you know, because people have told you, but would you have that memory that you forgot? I, d- I think that you would remember from when you last remembered. Yeah. So I, I don't think he'd... <laughs> That's just so that sparkler. I don't think you'd remember the, the time you'd forgotten because you'd forgotten it. So I think you'd remember from the last time you remembered to now. But even if you're cured and you got those memories back, say like you couldn't remember the last six months of your life or something, and then you remembered, you remembered those six months of your life. Would you remember that at one point you didn't know those last six months? I think you'd probably shit yourself and be like, how the fuck am I older, bigger, yeah. taller? Fuck, that's really... I don't even know what the answer to that is. That is amazing. I Do you reckon that. Just like being in a coma, but awake? Pretty much, I imagine. Yeah, so I, that's what I think. I think that you'd basically, you'd be like, what the fuck happened? It's like Captain America. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what the fuck's happened? It's not 1960-odd anymore. It's 2012 or, I don't know, something like that. Um, 2012? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I was trying to think of when Captain America came out, when he <laughs> woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think you'd remember up until the point, the last point you remembered, and then you would remember from that point onwards, so you'd not remember anything in between. Oh, I like that one. Good work, that, uh, that was That was absolutely amazing. What a, what a flyer already. I know. Oh, and what else, Jamie? 
It's Callum Trichinger's this week. Why isn't 11 pronounced 1 to 1? I have always wondered this, to be fair, with 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Why everything after that is 21, 22? Why is them ones just different? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the guy, I know it can't be the guy about the clock because there's 24 hours, isn't there? Yeah. That's a really good point. I don't know. So what, 1, 2, 1, 1, 2, 2, 1, 3, 3, 1, 2, yeah. wait. 1, T, 4, how... 1, T, 5, 1, T. Oh, one t- oh, one t- yeah. 1, T. Yeah. Unless the person doing it, you went, this sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, but if it was a normal thing, you wouldn't think that, would you? No, this is very true. One T one. It's really tickled you, hasn't I it? Love, I love how his mind works, though. How he goes to these places and comes out of these things. <laughs> one T one, one T two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe they're special numbers. I don't know. Maybe they get their own names. They're, they're sat there going, fuck you, 20 and 30 and 40. Yeah. We're In a few here. weeks, I'm going to try and remember and do the intro as the Wanty Wants edition. <laughs> yeah. What, what you did about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm 11 over here. What are you, 21? <laughs> ah, so you need two to help you out there, do you? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally don't know. But I no, think no, it's, mate. I think, it's I great, think it should be called that. I think it absolutely should be one to one, one to two, and one to three. And I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to make sure it's called that from now on. <laughs> Jamie. And finally, what is Callum Trichinger's this week? What happens if you get scared half to death twice? Die. He's dead. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Holy shit. Would there be yeah, a what... time limit though? So like, if you get scared hard to death, is half to death? Is there like a time limit for your life to like regain full health before it happens again? And why is it half death as well? It's one of those weird English why? language things, it's isn't a, it? Yeah. It's just like, why is it? Why is it not a quarter? Must depend how scary. It's so weird. There's there's something in Tom's journal now that links, which I'm quite excited about. Oh, beautiful. But like. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, yeah, why is it scared half to death? Why not? I mean, it's scared to death as well, isn't there? But then you don't die because you no. just, unless your heart actually like gives up. <laughs> that scary, just gone. Shit. Callum. Someone just goes, boo. Ah, God, you scared me an eighth to death. <laughs> <laughs> Only an eighth. I've lost my leg. We're fine. <laughs> and your arm just dies and falls off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you only scared me, like, I don't know, a third. So good. Callum's trainings oh. have been absolutely amazing this week. I really have. I have to, I have to. Just I have to. Just, you wonderful man, Callum. You beautiful you wonderful human. man. And that was Callum's trainings. Oh my god, I need to recover from that now. Oh, you often, do you often wonder if anyone else finds these as funny as we do? I know a few people that do. I know a few people right. that absolutely love. <laughs> Love these treatments. Well, your dad, for example. I was going to say, my dad's one. Yeah, I bet he's fucking, I bet he's lover. Hey, Steve Terry. There, there he is. There you'll he never, is. You'll never know what I've got this week. You know what happens if you get scared after death twice. Do you have any idea? 
<laughs> Why is it not called One T Three? Anyway, then, <laughs> where's Tony? Oh yeah, Tony got it back. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, Jamie. Yes, sir. It's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of this glorious book of mine. So, let's start off strong, shall we? This is the problem when I say photos to find. I found it. Anyway. <laughs> let's go back to, to the, the Avengers, right? Yes. Imagine... Steve Rogers getting called me maybe or something stuck in his head and then getting upset that he has to wait 70 years to hear it again. <laughs> Peggy is like, Steve, what's the weather like outside? And Steve is like, give me a second, I'll just Google it. And then he realises and just sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be horrific, wouldn't it? So here's my number. Oh, I'm just going to put that on spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the song's not actually out for years. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> of all the songs that get stuck in your head, though, yeah, I'll be, I'll be so shit, wouldn't it? Oh, I'll be fuming. Life is a mystery. Well, that's your like, anger. Shit, and I, and I can't listen to it anymore. I have to keep <laughs> singing it to myself. Oh god, I would hate that. I'd be like, I just want this to ice like kills, please. And I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'll be dead by the time they come out. Um, so this this was the most Cheltenham thing I think I've ever heard in my life while we were at Tom Stayed. To the point okay. where I was just like, oh my God, this is why I left this town. There were two tops behind us, two fucking like Tory couples. Just <laughs> you could just tell. Oh yeah, I, I know who they were. Yeah, yeah. And uh the guys just one of the guys went, Shall I run towards you with my arms outstretched? And the other one just went. Only if you want to get picked up. <laughs> I heard this. Oh. And I had the exact same reaction. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, banter, Tony. <laughs> banter, banter. All Awful. aboard the banter bus, my friend. I am. You could call me the Archbishop of Banterbury. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Going on holiday to Alabante. Well, this is... Oh. <laughs> Surprised they go, ha, 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 lads, lads, ha, lads. <laughs> like, fuck's sake. Just get in the bin. Yeah, I, I, lit- I remember them. I remember them saying that as well. Just, I was like, oh, oh it's cringe so much. And he's feeling sick. <laughs> right. I've got some beef with Facebook right now. Oh, what's he done? Okay. What's Zucker done? When you get a picture, right, and it says, who is this? Wrong answers only. Do you know what? Fuck off. Yeah, I hate those. I I literally don't give a shit. I literally could care less about how this is fun. I just don't understand. Who is this? Well, it's it's, uh, it's Delboy. That's the right answer. Well, exactly. It's because that's who it is. (laughs) Why is wrong answers only a thing? It's not funny. The only time it's funny is if someone uses their imagination and has a twist on it, but most people will just go, his name's Bob. Fuck off. Can't stand it. Stop doing no. it. No, I stop don't know them ones either. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop that and stop your at seconds. Get to spend a whole year in this mansion. No, they fucking don't. <laughs> stop doing that as well. Let's wait for that. That's my fucking head in. Stop that as well. <laughs> would you? Would you punch your wife for a million quid? Of course you would. 
but yeah. Because she'll have, a, she'll have a sore eye, but you'll have a million dollars. Right. Do you remember last week I told you about a delivery driver, cyclist who tried to attack me? Yes. It happened again. Again? It happened again. Was it the same one? Same street, no. Different guy. Oh. Same street, though. You need to avoid that street. I was on the phone to you, I think, when it happened. Oh, yeah, you were. I remember I this now, actually. I yeah. just got back, yeah. Um, same street, but literally, it had more people on it this time, but still, he literally, there was quite a lot. Of, he just directly came straight towards me, and I was like, dude, this is a pavement. What the fuck are you doing? Um, but they expected to move out of the way. They expected to move out of the way, and people as well who walk towards you in groups expect to move out of the way, and they get really shitty when you don't. I don't understand this mentality at all. No, I don't get it. I don't know if it's just something that I've followed from school, but to me, it's always you walk on the left. Do you? That's something I've always done. If you're going down a pavement and you're going towards someone else, move to the left. If you reach on the left, you're not going to be in the in the same lane. Oh, I see. I think they actually walk on the left side of the pavement. Like, yeah. actually... So if I'm going that way, I'll walk on the left side. And if they're coming this way, they'll walk on the left side, which is my right side. So no one Makes gets sense. in anyone's way. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a mentality of like, I don't know if it's an alpha thing or I don't fucking move out the way. I don't fucking, you know, I don't know. It's just really weird how that's now a thing. People are just dicks. But then you try to move out the way, but if they're in a massive line, it takes you a while to get round. And then there's other people coming and you're like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to Callum's teachings, where I said there's something for the journal. Ah, yes. Why is it called Hip Hip Hooray? Right? Why is it not called Nee Nee Nuray or Head 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 A? Like, it's so weird. Why is it the hip? Why is it not the foot <laughs> or the ankle or the chest? It's so weird. I don't, when, you know what? I didn't even think of hip hip as in being like hip as in part of the body. I don't yeah, know what that's why from. Is it, hip, is it from a hippo? I, I just don't understand where hip hip hooray came from, where hip Ooh, hip man. comes from. Was it? Hip, hip, hip. I suppose it's the noise, I suppose. Maybe. Chest language is weird. It's so odd, isn't it? Chest chest. I don't know. Hip, 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 hip. I don't know. Hip, hip, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And finally... And finally, Mr. Westwood. What have you got for me? There's a player at Ebbsfleet United. It's a football team in the in the in the conference, right? I was gonna say where? Right. Guess what his name is. Go on. Mambo. Please tell me he plays in position number five. Which shirt number five? His number's actually 18. Oh, what a missed opportunity. Imagine signing a player called Mambo and not giving him the number five shirt. Poor form, Ebsley United. Definitely. Poor, form. Poor fucking form. You just wouldn't do that. I love the fact that me and the meme run the same wavelength. For, yeah, you? exactly. I'm fucking proud of you. What? Why would you not give him the number five shirt? Unless he specifically turned up to work on the first day and went, I swear to God, if you give me the number five shirt, we're going to have work. But think of everything, all the fans were like, a little bit of Monica in my life. Like, the one who scores whatever, that could be fucking amazing. It'd be incredible. You'd have your own little chant and everything. Yeah. Missed Yeah, hugely, hugely. I bet they'll see that though. They'll hopefully they'll change it for next season or, re- or now. That'll be I absolutely amazing. Jamie, that was another edition 
of Tom's journal. And a glorious edition it was. Thank you, sir. Very short and but sweet, I think. But we went off that many tangents at the start of the episode, it balanced out. <laughs> so, I believe we should pick up right here, this, this bit right here. Should I pick up this piece? That little piece. Should I pick up that piece of resistance? Definitely pick up that piece of resistance. Okay, here you go. Here is the piece of resistance that you're yeah. all here for. These are the chronicles of Molly Rennick. Molly is the singer of Living Dead Girl, and she's also a model. She is smashing and taking over the world with her band, Living Dead Girl. It's a weird, gothy, poppy, punky, Avril Lavigne sort of style. It's really cool. I think if you got Avril Lavigne and you got Arch Enemy and then you put them together, you'd get Living Dead Girl. That's the best yeah. way I could think to describe it. Go. I am obsessed with this band at the minute. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I listen to this album at least twice a week. They are just in incredible i cannot encourage anyone enough to check them out because part of the reason i wanted them on the show is because we could go to our listeners listen to this band they're so fucking good and doing this conversation molly is an absolute hero of a person she is inspirational like no other like if you want something in this world go and get it and do everything you can to get it it's remarkable this story Full, full, full respect to this woman. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. incredible. Yeah, amazing. Um, she was just a genuine legend. Lovely to talk to. And we really appreciate you taking your time out to sit down and chat with us. Jamie, any final words? Nope. Just as, as you just said, Molly, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely amazing. We appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. Interviewing this week, she is a model, the lead singer of Living Dead Girl, and a massive fan of Avril Lavigne. It's Molly Rennick. Ladies and gents, there's one thing you may know about me is that I love when I randomly stumble upon a new band and end up falling in love. Today's guest is a glorious example of that. And it's all down to our very good friend, Mr. Jeremy Saffer. Today's guest is a model with over 10 years experience and is also the lead singer of the mighty Living Dead Girl. But more importantly, she's Canadian. These are the chronicles of Molly Rennick. <laughs> I love Canadians, what can I say? <laughs> I was, Thank I, you. I did wonder where you were going with that to be quite honest with you. I was like, <laughs> but still, Molly, uh, how have the last 18 months been for yourself? Painful. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's been, you know, it's been a struggle. It's been difficult, but I'm very fortunate. I still was able to release my album and everything. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. So you're still able to work and everything under, under the conditions as it were. Yeah. Like I still got to do more than I, I thought I would be able to. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> Excellent. And everyone's all okay. Everyone's all healthy and stuff. And yep. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Did you um, take the time to learn anything like completely new or teach yourself a skill or anything like that while you were locked away? Nothing new, really. I just focused on the things that I already do that I normally complain I don't have enough time to do. Like <laughs> um, I, I picked up a guitar for the first time in like five years, started strumming that again. I uh, just wrote new music, practiced singing. I learned how to record. Well, I had already done it before, but like I got better at learning how to record myself 
singing alone at home and everything. So just, yeah, just been mostly like playing around with like old skills that I kind of hadn't used for a while. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. I like, yeah. it. I like it. So take us back to the days of young Miss Rennick. What was the original career plans for yourself? Was it always wanting to be a model or singing or something completely different? Did you want to be a dentist? I always wanted to be a model and singer, but I also really wanted to be an actress. And I kind of lost interest in that along the way because music was always just like my main priority and like my like main passion and everything. So I kind of lost interest in move like the dream of wanting to be in movies and stuff along the way. But most I've always wanted to be like a performer or like an entertainer of some sort. <laughs> Amazing. So why did you lose the bug for acting then? What was it? Just because music was just a bit more of that passion. Uh, yeah, I think it was a combination of things, mostly just because I love music more. Um, but also like I just I was doing so many auditions and stuff and just I wanted to like get lots of tattoos and wanted to space my ears and dye my hair fun colors and stuff. And, you know, when you're like on an agency and going to all these like commercial auditions and stuff, it's like no tattoos, no this, no that must have this. And like I kept finding when I was a teenager, when I would audition for things, they always told me I looked way too old. Like I used to audition for like Disney Channel shows, Nickelodeon shows and stuff when I was like 13. And they'd be like, yeah, you look way too old. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's a weird, weird yeah, I just, Yeah. I always looked a bit kind of like even before I had tons of tattoos and stuff, I always looked a bit edgy and alternative. So like, I think I just, I don't know <laughs> if I wanted to really pursue acting like commercial modeling and those kind of things like you really have to like be super like clean slate like no visible tattoos kind of thing so like it just I don't know it just wasn't for me yeah you could have changed the landscape of Disney yeah you could have really started something new you know by being the first like alternative like goth girl on there I don't know why they keep having like these clean cut like oh like I'm such a princess like oh my god <laughs> they should like, mix it up by now like come on <laughs> it's 2021 guys what the fuck are you playing at <laughs> like yeah. I keep thinking I'm like one of my life goals that I will never do is be the voice of like a cartoon Disney character like a princess or something it's like they'd never have a metal singer be a princess but oh, that's like one of my so unrealistic good. life goals <laughs> They should really, they should, they should, there has to be a movie at they some point. They need an edgy one eventually. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I yeah. know they want a metal princess and a goth Hannah Montana on the Disney channel as soon as possible. <laughs> yes. I would support both those things. <laughs> but better than Hannah Montana, obviously. <laughs> it's Miley. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you began modeling at the age of 10. Is that right? Yes wow so how did how did that begin I just always was the kind of kid that loved having my picture taken loved being the center of attention always just way too confident and outgoing and always showing off as a kid so I kept saying to my parents like I loved fashion I loved entertaining people I loved dressing up and putting on makeup and walking around in heels and wearing crazy outfits and stuff like it, it just like made sense like I kept saying to my parents like I want to try modeling like I kept expressing an interest in it so they took me to an agent when I was 10 years old yeah I was almost 11 so like 10 11 years old and they just said like hey is there any potential here like what can like what can you do with this kid and they were just like yeah super photogenic super confident stuff like let's sign her so like I literally just walked into a modeling agency and got signed um and then like that's how I started like going to tons of auditions and stuff so like they would send me to all these like commercial auditions and runway shows and I did photo shoots all the time and yeah like it was it was keeping me busy for a very long time until music really like took over like I modeled a lot before Living Dead Girl started taking up my entire life 
that's so cool though to have parents that are so supportive rather than being pushy they actually were like oh it's what you want to do awesome let's go and find somewhere or someone that can help you pursue this rather exactly than, yeah rather than like okay let's go come on we'll go do this and do no not this look not that no we gotta have this we gotta have this but yeah especially since amazing. it's such a weird thing too like it's not like i was like 10 years old and i'm like oh i want to go to school to become something i was just like i want to have my picture taken and they were just like <laughs> okay <laughs> Like, it's not a very, like, traditional career path. So for my parents to be supportive, was he, like, extra awesome? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> Can you remember your first modeling shoot? Yeah, my very first modeling photo shoot was kind of, like, 1950s inspired. Like, my hair was, like, in super tight curls, like, red lipstick, winged eyeliner. I still have, I only have one picture from it, but I was, like, 10 years old, and I look like I'm, like, 18 in it. <laughs> Damn. Like it was super glamorous. Like I had like a whole team of people like doing my hair, makeup and wardrobe and everything. Like I just like loved it. Is that how you, did you learn to do your own? Because I know you're on your website it says that you do your own makeup, your own hair, you do it at your own style, that sort of thing. So I assume from when you started, you just learned to do that all yourself. Yeah. What they actually did at like my photo shoots was like when I was like 10 years old is a makeup artist would do one eye and show me it. And then I would just do the other half of my face. <laughs> It's so kind of, cool. That is awesome. Yeah, so I, I got very, like, hands-on very quickly. That's amazing. So what was it, obviously, as you got older, you hear a lot about child models and stuff like that. They grow out of it. They want to do other things. What was it that made you want to be like, no, I really like this. I'm sticking with this. Was it something particular or did you just, you just loved it? I think it's just something that just comes naturally to me. Like, it's just it just makes sense for me to do it. Like, whenever I'm doing a photo shoot and stuff, I'm just so in the zone, like, I'm more focused and having fun and stuff than I am when I'm doing other things. So like, it's just, it just suits me too well to <laughs> lose interest in doing like, it's definitely gone on the back burner, like, especially with COVID and everything. But I mean, like since music has really taken off, like modeling kind of got pushed aside for a bit, but like, I still love it. Like I, I still model now and then for like my friend who has a clothing line and stuff. And every time, like I'm like sitting there getting ready and then driving to the photo and stuff, like I'm always just like so happy to be doing it. That's incredible. I love I love the passion. I can hear it in your voice. It's yeah, it's just stunning. like so much fun for me. Like it's like a little kid playing dress up, but adult version. <laughs> <laughs> like I get to wear so many cool clothes and like I get to like work with so many different like cool creative people and stuff. And then you get like your finished product, you get to like show it to people and stuff. Like it's just it's just like a fun creative thing. Yeah, it's like guys, look how good I look. Look at me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like can you believe that's me? I don't look like that in real life. Yeah, what the hell? What is this? What's going on here? Okay. Um, with all the with all the um, uh, oh my days, I've forgotten the word styles um, that you come up with and whatnot. Like, do you think do you come up with it yourself or do people go? Oh, I've got this shoot that I want to do. Do you want to do this? Or you're like, oh, these are my ideas. Can we do this? This 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 and this. It, it depends. If I'm being hired, then I have to just like do whatever they want for their creative vision. Like okay. if like they're hiring me to like bring one of their visions to life, then I usually like don't have a lot of say in that. Like obviously I'll turn down something if it like doesn't suit me. Um, like if I get a job offer that I don't want to do, I'll say, Hey, find someone else for this. I'm not, I'm not the right person, yeah. but yet, like usually I do have some kind of input on like how my makeup is and like how I, I look and stuff. But I've had photo shoots where like I get there and like the outfits are already chosen and everything. And like, it's like, wear this, but like, and usually I have more creative input when it's like a collaborative thing. Like if it's like, Hey, this is my idea. I'm looking for a photographer to help me bring it to life. Like usually I have more input when it's like a for fun collaboration. Mm. Cool. Mm. 
I'm pretty certain Tom's been reading my notes because that's pretty much my next question. That was a bit weird. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but adding on to that, like when it comes to modeling, that's something I've always wondered. This is gonna, I'm going to sound like such a bloke in this. I really am. But when it comes to a modeling shoot, is it a case of wear this, wear this, go stand over there, stand like this, look beautiful? Or is it, you know, you come up with the poses yourself or do they literally tell you, put your arm there, put your leg there? You know. Usually I just do my own thing and like I just start going for it. I just start doing whatever I think looks good and whatever feels natural with that setting. And then they'll give you direction like you'll already be in a pose and they'll be like, okay, tilt this way or slightly tilt your chin this way or change your hand or something but usually I just kind of like go for it and do my thing and they'll just tell me like more of this less of that like I just walk in and just start doing whatever I want until they direct me otherwise <laughs> I'm here um, yeah I'm just like this is what you got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, we probably should talk about the band shouldn't we really <laughs> yeah but, maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. so living dead girl I, I'm not joking when I say that I love this album. I, I've you. lost count the amount of times I've listened to it already. Like the moment I heard Beautiful, it instantly went on my playlist. And every song <laughs> is an absolute hit. But what was, it, what was it that made you want to get into music and be a singer in the first place, especially in a metal band? Oh, man. Um, I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't have it in my mind. I'm going to be a singer one day. Like I remember thinking that when I was like four years old. Like I used to just sit at home and like watch much music and watch you know, back when that was a thing, like music videos on TV. I don't remember the last time I've seen one, but it used to be a big thing. Uh, I used to just like watch like, and it'd be like Avril Lavigne music video stuff. And like, that was like my first introduction to like a female who wasn't your typical pop star, you know, like it wasn't mm. like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and like the super girly ones. Like Avril was the first time I saw like a girl playing guitar and singing angry lyrics and stuff. And I remember just thinking like, wow, she is just so cool. Like, I just, like, always had in my mind, so I was, like, a really little kid. I was, like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to just, like, play guitar and sing angry music. Like, I don't want to sing, like, girly pop music. Like, no no hate on that. But, like, it's just always been my thing that I've always liked, like, aggressive, heavier music. Like, discovering her was just, like, my gateway towards. Because I always knew, like, I liked her ballads and her softer songs, too. But, like, I, like the songs that always stuck out to me were, like, the angry ones. So I was, like, oh, I like when there's more guitars and heavier drums and, like, nastier lyrics so I was like I like music like that so I started like looking for more things like that so yeah you wouldn't think that listening to Skater Boy would get you into metal but <laughs> it was definitely like it was a gateway towards like angrier music for me <laughs> and she's Canadian so yeah so th that made her so much cooler to me too because she's from like a really small town like an hour away from where I'm from so it's just like she came from like a very similar situation that I have so it's always really inspired me I'm like well if she can make it on a global global scale like that I'm like well like I could I could pursue this too <laughs> absolutely um was she one of your big influences then was there anybody else that influenced you was she the main one she was definitely my my main one like because I've just loved her since I've been like three years old but um I also had a lot of other influences too like I kind of play from different genres and different types of metal and stuff like I didn't there wasn't just like one band that I was like I want to sound like them because then you just have a ripoff yep. but like I think that's how my music ended up sounding so me and so like different is that my biggest influence is a pop singer yet I make metal music but I also listen to like Marilyn Manson, Hailstorm, Motionless and White, In This Moment, Avatar like I listen to lots of different kinds of rock and metal so I think that's how it really helped me 
like make my own sound was that I drew from such a versatile pool of artists to begin with. So there was like elements of this, but there's a bit of this and there's a touch of that and there's a sprinkle of this. Like I didn't just have like a very narrow influence. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, like it was just so all over the place and that's how it became what it is. (laughs) It's almost like you're creating your own subgenre. There's so many subgenres now, loads of them. Yeah, we were literally joking, like, when we were finished recording the album, the producer and I were like, I think we just invented, like, a new kind of metal. Like, it's feminine and has pop elements, but it's still really heavy, and we were calling it bubblegum metal. (laughs) (laughs) Great name! That is an amazing name! I should trademark this now before it becomes a thing. (laughs) 100% roll with it, roll with it. Yeah, like, I invented this genre, like, I'm going to go copyright this now. (laughs) Right, like, on the album, there is, you can sense those different influences from you, like... The song, especially in Exorcism, there's mm. so many different styles in that one song. They blend so well. And it's, yeah, you can see where all your influences come from. Thank you. I'm know. glad it was clear. And it's not just like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> <laughs> especially, you mentioned Avril Lavigne. I was, when I was doing my research, I found an amazing picture of you and Avril. Oh, yeah. You're that dressed was just the like it. Was taken. <laughs> Even when I walked in, she was like, wow, like we look like sisters. And I was just standing there bawling my eyes out. Oh, wait. It's like, <laughs> you can't tell me crying in the picture, but I walked into that sobbing. Damn. That's... It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, someone that's inspired you to, you know, become who you are today and everything. So it's, it's understandable completely. Yeah. Like, I'm just glad I didn't like faint or pee my pants or something worse. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. It wasn't that bad, but like. Oh man, I was a mess. <laughs> I would have made it more memorable for her if you'd peed yourself and fainted. So I really should have. Like, why did I stop with crying? <laughs> like, that's not enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my oh, god! Don't, like, don't mind me. I'm just yeah. very happy to be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clean up on all five. Like, <laughs> Clean up at the meet and greet. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, wrecked your set. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I i always ask this when i talk to singers because it's something that I, I find fascinating but how and when <laughs> did you like realize you were a good singer let alone not good enough to be in a band the problem is that didn't come until after i was already in a band <laughs> i love that answer That's i'm gonna straight up admit i couldn't sing to save my life and i was in a band i loved singing it was my passion i had fun doing it and i was just confidently terrible for years and now I look back on videos and I laugh and I'm just like I'm glad I was so confident and trying so hard and stuff like as a teenager because I got I got the experience and I got feedback and I learned from it and everything like I'm I'm grateful to have had growth but yeah like I was like fucking I was bullied in high school because like I would just post videos of myself singing on YouTube and they were terrible and I was just confidently owning it and I was like tone deaf so I got I, yeah I got made fun of for like years and then like I got a new vocal coach and unlearned some of the things I had been taught where I was just like blowing my voice out, like pushing it too hard to the point that it just sounded like awful. Um, Like I just had to like relearn some techniques and stuff. And after like a couple months of practicing with like a new teacher, I was just like, okay, no, I can sing now. I was like, I was just doing this wrong. (laughs) Was it like a shower singing? Yeah. Like it was just, I don't know. I, I had like this weird, I'm not even going to say technique. I just like really (laughs) used to push really hard for my throat. 
Whereas you're supposed to push it from your diaphragm. Like you're supposed to like really control it with your, like your stomach breathing. But I used to just like really harshly, I don't know, but like, it sounded bad. And like, I was like auditioning members for my band and like making like YouTube videos, like making like stupid little like amateur music videos and stuff. And like, I was just like rocking it, but like, yeah, I, I didn't actually get good until probably like four years ago, I started getting good. <laughs> the thing is though, like oh, sorry, my light is flashing for that's some reason. Absolutely fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, YouTube, you say, no, I'm joking. Did you take those videos down? Or oh, I deleted or... them. I deleted them. <laughs> I found a couple of them on my old computer, which doesn't have speakers hooked up to it. So I can't hear the audio, but I could see the videos and I, a few months ago I came across them and I just watched them and I was cringing so hard. It's like 13 year old me trying to sing really high, difficult Avril Lavigne songs. And it was like, oh man, like maybe one day I'll post myself like reacting to them or something. Like I'll hold on to them for that purpose. That's, that is, that's, like, that's like what I was going to say. Um, but I bet those people that take the piss out of you now are sitting there going, fuck, whoops, sorry. Literally people used that used to bully me, follow me on Instagram now. And I'm like, I'm not holding a grudge. Like if you were mean to me when I was like 14, it's like, I probably deserved it because I was a weird 14 year old that was way too confident and annoying. So like maybe, maybe I kind of deserved it to some degree, Mm. but it's like, it's just funny to me. It's like, I recognize people who watch my stories every day and I'm like, I'm like, you used to call me ugly. Why do you like my pictures now? I wonder why Molly. I wonder (laughs) why. I'm just like, why are you confidently creeping me? I'm like, if I were you, I'd at least use a fake name, but Hey, okay. I bet, like, go just go back to the one thing really quick. I bet you get some horrific shit. I bet you get loads of messages and stuff like unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. People sometimes I go into my that. request folder just for shits and giggles. Like, I'll be like with a, like one of my male friends, and I'll be like, I'll hand him my phone and be like, read my messages. And he's like going through, and he's like, I'm getting upset. This is why I don't want to have a daughter. Yeah, it's. Oh. I. Oh, it's obviously it's a taboo. So it's a bit of a shit subject to go into, but like, it just, I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I yeah. don't get why people think that sort of shit works. I don't know why I think that that's okay. I don't either. Like, I, as a performer in general, you have to have such a thick skin. Like, you're going to get ripped apart no matter what you do, and you have to be able to just, like, handle it. Like, it, like no matter what you do, you won't please everyone. You know that as long as you're creating something and putting it out there for the world, they're going to judge no matter what you do. So, like, no, like any performer, any artist is just, like, used to that. But then if you add another layer, it's like, okay, female artist. It's like, it's just like a whole extra layer of like bullshit you got to deal with. And you just, I'm, I'm very grateful that I can handle it. Like I think those years of being made fun of on YouTube and stuff in high school, like helped me by now I'm 22 and I don't give a shit. Like I don't care what anyone says or things, but yeah, like you just have to like really not let it affect you or else you'll go nuts. Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck all of you, pricks. <laughs> yeah, I see you guys watching my stories. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Living Dead Girl your first band? It is, but I we changed the name a couple times when I was like 16. I always wanted Living Dead Girl, but I used to have band members who would argue with me about that. And they're like, but we're all dudes. I don't want to be a band with the word girl in it. And I'm like, well, you came to audition for my band. So I was like, I, I kept trying to stand my ground and kept trying to keep it as living dead girl but i used to be like 15 i'd be in a band with like a bunch of like 25 year old dudes and they'd all like try to boss me around like no we're not calling it living dead girl that's stupid and stuff so like it it changed a lot throughout the years like we kept switching up names and i've been through so many different members because 
I kept finding that like people would only want to play for fun, which is fine. That's cool. If that's just your hobby. But, like it took me a really long time to actually find people who were like in it, like who were committed and dedicated and wanted to be in like a band that's eventually going to be touring and everything. So like it was my first band, but with a lot of different member changes and everything changed so many times. Why was the, where'd the name inspiration come from? Where'd the name come from? I came up with the name because my parents told me that they thought I was a stillborn when I was born uh, for the first like few minutes of my life. My skin was like bluish gray. I was not breathing. Like I did not come out and just like start crying the way you think babies are supposed to. Like my mom literally said like the doctor thought you were dead. And like my mom had like just given birth and was like, oh shit. Like, are you kidding me? Like she said, like she was looking around the room and she's like all the nurses and like her mom and like the doctor stuff there. Everyone's just like quiet and freaking out. And like, she said the doctor was just like gently slapping my face like come on please breathe come on come on like please breathe and then and then like a few minutes later I was like okay hello I'm good now I guess (laughs) stop slapping me please (laughs) yeah so like they thought like I was dead so my mom told me that story when I was like I don't know like 10 years old she's like yeah we thought you were dead when you were born I just immediately was like so stoked when my mom told me that story because like I started dressing gothic when I was like nine I started wearing like black lipstick and everything so I was just like this is so cool I was like I was born dead (laughs) like I just thought it was like such a cool story so I was just like I don't know I just came up with living dead girl because I was like I felt like it just summed me up like it suited me and I didn't even know it was a Rob Zombie song until after I started printing it on t-shirts and stuff someone told me and I was like oh shit so then I had to like start googling like copyright laws and stuff to make sure it was fine and it is obviously like song title and band name are two separate categories yeah so it doesn't affect it but yeah everyone always assumes they're like oh you're a huge rob zombie fan and i'm like well yeah i like rob zombie like he's not like my favorite artist but like like i i wasn't sure why people kept asking me that <laughs> that's what i thought it was gonna be to be fair but no apparently not <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I'm going to straight up admit, when I was 15 years old and named my band Living Dead Girl, the only Rob Zombie song I knew was Dragula at the time. So, <laughs> it wasn't from that. Wow. Not- <laughs> A question I always ask this as well, I love asking this quite well, just musicians in general. Music videos, love them or hate them? Love them. Obsessed with them. Really? You're the first Everything person. about them, like, I'm obsessed with. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, because in a way you get to combine your two passions and your two loves in one, really, because you can mm. dress and stuff how you want. Because I imagine you come up with all the concepts, yeah? Yeah, I need, I'm I'm a control freak with that stuff. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, phenomenal. I love, like, picking outfits, the makeup look, the hair look, like, because to me, it's just like another layer of creativity you get to add onto your music. Like, I already love expressing myself with music and everything. But like, then it's like taking it a step further. It's like yeah. now I'm bringing the song to life. And it's like, it's like telling a visual story using your music like it's just i don't know it's just another layer of creativity to to your music phenomenal so have you come up with have you come up with every concept for the music video so far then i have yeah i mean like the live one doesn't even like have like a story or anything really it's just kind of like a performance but like i still got to like talk with the director beforehand and be like i was like i want neon lights i want an industrial setting i want us to all be wearing holographic outfits so the neon lights reflect off it like i still got to input like the creative like the look of it and everything and then with the poltergeist one like I found a bunch of example videos I made like a Pinterest board of pictures and then I found a bunch of different abstract footage to use with a projector and I like said to the director I was like I want to stand in front of a projector so the lights on me and I wore the same dress as like the the album cover exorcism in the poltergeist video because I was trying to like tie 
them into each mm-hmm. other and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, I still got to like input a lot, even like when they weren't like, they're not like a storyline video or anything, but like still coming up with the visuals and everything. I got to do all that. Directors must love you. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they do or not. They probably think I'm pushy. Right now, Cause you're like, here you go. And they're like, oh, awesome. That's my job done then easy. So we'll just, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like admittedly I'm a bit of a control freak, like with that kind of stuff. Like I like to do everything which is probably to people who work with me, probably a bit annoying, but like, it's probably easy for them though, because like, I just show up and already know what I want. It's like, I'll explain it. I'll describe it. I'll send example photos and stuff. And it's like, this is easy for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair though, Mon, it's your, it's your thing. It's your band. So surely you want to portray your band the way you want to portray it. Well, that's how I always feel. It's like, sure, this, like, my videos are, it's a representation of the person who filmed it. It's a representation of the person who edited it. Like, everyone is involved and it's, it's everyone's work. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it's like this video is the determining, like, deciding factor if people are going to li- like my band or not. So, yeah. like, I want to put my best foot forward with everything. I remember watching the video for Alive and I was just thinking to myself, those poor guys must be absolutely roasting to death in those outfits under those lights. <laughs> We were freezing, actually. It was really? in an old, abandoned hydro building. And, like, you could see our breath. That's how cold we were. Like, I'm surprised it didn't pick up on camera. We were all shivering, and you could literally see our breath in front of us, especially the scenes where we filmed in the basement. So, like, where we're not playing together as a group, but everyone's playing individually. It was so cold. I literally complained the entire weekend. Like, it was a two-day <laughs> shoot. And I just stood there, like, when we weren't filming, we all had blankets wrapped around us and like huge coats and everything. And we were all like huddled up, like whining that we were cold. Where were you? Well, like, it was where... just like this, like huge industrial building. It was in, it's in Hamilton, Ontario, which is like an hour past Toronto. So like, it's like, it wasn't even a video set. There was no bathroom there and it had dirt floors. So like we all showed up and didn't know this going in. Like I have like my bags of like snacks for the band. Like I'm the band mom, obviously, because I'm the girl. Like I packed everyone <laughs> lunch and some snacks and everything. I've got my juice boxes and like I had like portable <laughs> phone chargers and bottles of water for everyone's stuff. And then we like show up and it's a dirt floor and there's no table or anywhere to put our stuff. So all of our things just got like filthy, like all of our instruments. Oh. So it was like a dirt floor. And then we get there and they're like, oh yeah, there's no bathroom. And I was like, Okay, so for the guys, this isn't a big deal. But I was like, what do I do? <laughs> so ah. we were filming for like two full days and it was freezing. And yeah, like it was all those things like that at the time kind of suck. Always end up making like fun stories to tell later. It's like oh, an experience. Yeah. Like it builds character. It's just like, yeah, I was freezing cold. There was nowhere to go to the bathroom. Well, what we would end up having to do is the director lived like five minutes from the set. So anytime someone had to pee, we would just like leave and then come back. But it was just like an experience because it wasn't a video set. Like it wasn't a movie set. It was an actual old abandoned building. So it's kind of hard to work with. <laughs> <laughs> just That's amazing. Middle of some random place. Just why not? Yeah. Like I said to the director, I want something that looks industrial. And then when we showed up, I said, looks industrial, not <laughs> is industrial. I was like, I meant like a movie set that looks like this. <laughs> But I was like, it worked. It looked cool. It looked awesome. So, and it was actually such a creepy building. There was like all these freaky dark tunnels and we'd all like go down with flashlight stuff. Like the scenes where I'm like in like hell, we were calling it with like the orange light by me. Sorry, I have no clue why my ring light is flashing. It's Just so everyone nice. ignore that. But um, <laughs> yeah, the scenes where like I was in that weird tunnel with the orange light behind me, like the ceiling was this close to my head. Like 
I was no. so claustrophobic. It was freaking me out and it smelled so musty down there. We saw a mouse and I was like freaking out a bit. <laughs> and like, it was just this tight little tunnel, like underground. Like it was actually like, I was like freaking out a little bit on the inside. Like I was less scared once like everyone piled into the tunnel. Like we had the director and like the lighting people and everything. And like, so I was like, okay, well at least I'm not alone down here. Like, I don't know what the fuck I think is down here or why I'm so scared of it. <laughs> I was like freaked out. I was like, what if I step on like a rat or something? Like, it was just, it was so dark and it was so tight. Like, and I kept thinking like my brain always goes to a worst case scenario for no reason. I kept thinking like, what if the ceiling collapses? And then I was like, why would it collapse? This is like a 200 year old building. Why would it collapse? But like, that's how my mind works. Like he's yeah. like, okay, like Molly dance, like look hot. Like I was like trying to like put my arms up a lot so you could like see the fringes on the coat. And I kept touching the ceiling, which was like literally right there. So I'm like dancing, doing my thing. But in the back of my mind, I was just like, what if the ceiling caves in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was mentally somewhere else. Oh, that's that's like- completely changed that video for me now. <laughs> Was yeah, like, like, like I was having fun was. doing my thing, but at the same time, I was like, this building is terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's always the way you do it with, like, because if you walk over a bridge, and like, I could just jump off this right now. Like, it just... I always do that. Yeah, like, I could just jump off. If I really, I could really, I could just jump, and I'd, I'd probably die, but I could just jump off it. We had a music video we filmed, like, years ago. Like, it's deleted now. Like, it was just, like, from, like, a song we recorded, like, years ago that isn't even released now. Um... What well, was for At the Edge, which we re-recorded, but it was a demo at that point. But we were filming it on a literal cliff, like because I was like, I can't afford a green screen. Let's go film it on a real cliff. Long story short, we got charged with trespassing because someone called the police on us and everything, and we Whoa. all got fined. But yeah, anyway, so we were on the edge of a cliff filming it, and I'm terrified of heights. And at the entire video shoot, I was standing at the edge of it, thinking I could just jump right now, and I was like, How can we do that? <laughs> Like I always go towards like the worst possible thing yeah. to think, and that's what my brain does. And I'm just yeah. like, and then I'm like, okay, stop! You're freaking me. Like I'm freaking myself out. And after you did jump, everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Now, Jeff. Well, it's like at the end of the video, it's like the video should end with me falling, and I was like, "How would we film that? How?" Would you actually yeah. have done it? Would you have actually jumped with it? If you had a parachute, would you have actually done it? No. Oh. Even with a parachute, I'd be way too scared. <laughs> this will look cool for a music video. <laughs> this will look so cool. <laughs> people are mental bastards that go up paragliding or any of that shit. Like, no, what are you doing? Oh, I like to jump off things for fun and fly on this random piece of fabric that could rip I could never. Nope. I could never do skydiving or anything like that. Because like, like I said, with the worst case scenario thing, like my brain would naturally be like, my parachute's not going to work. Yeah. Like, I would just be scared the whole time. <laughs> no, me, I'll be too busy panicking. My parachute's not going to work. I'd forget to pull the cord to actually make the parachute work. Yeah, I'd just <laughs> be falling, thinking, oh, no, it's not working. Yeah. I wonder what this thing does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I'm too, I'm too much of a nervous person for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so how did the band that it, that is today, how did you all get together? With, did, you, was it, did you say you held auditions or did you know them already? Uh, Jordan, the bassist, and I have been in a band since I was 17. So he's, I'd say, the only other original member of Living Dead Girl. I had like a few other people before I met him, but since I found him, he has not gone anywhere. So that's been five years now, like five years. So I say that Jordan and I are like the two original members. And then John, the guitarist, is my boyfriend. So easy easy find it's like oh you play guitar i need a guitarist can you please help and he he was just filling in for like two shows because i needed a guitarist like he kept saying like i'm not joining your band i'm just filling in and i was like yeah 
but then like we were having fun and like we were writing music in the studio together and we were performing together and stuff and it was like ah, I might as well stick around like this is fun and then our drummer Ryan um how did I find him I think I just like posted on Facebook like hey I need a drummer for a show but then I ended up needing a drummer for more than just one show and thus Ryan is here now <laughs> beautiful. beautiful absolutely beautiful. yeah <laughs> any plans for tours yes but tentative plans at the moment if we are speaking with a booking agent and trying to line things up it's just like it's so difficult right now it's hard to plan ahead because we don't know what's going on like we were we literally had a tour planning like we were in the already in the planning stages picking cities we had the other bands on the bill chosen and everything we were going to tour this fall and then when we were speaking with the booking agent he literally talked me out of it he was like it's gonna get canceled He's like, every tour this fall is just going to get canceled. And he's like, so if you have your American booking, like you have your American work visa and you spend thousands of dollars on all that. And he's like, and then you cross the border and that gets canceled. And you turn around and come back. He's like, you're going to lose like tens of thousands of dollars. So he really talked me out of it. So we were so excited. Like we're going to tour this fall. Finally, let's go out. We were going to do like the entire East coast of the States, like all the way down to Florida and then all the way back up. Like we were getting like so excited to do it. I was already like looking at stage outfits and like, mentally preparing myself and stuff but like then I like spoke with an industry person who was like with today's given climate and he's like don't book it and I was like okay so it was like kind of a hard pill to swallow because I was like I know you're right realistically that makes sense but I was like so excited to finally tour so but um yeah like between talking to the booking agent and our manager and everyone like everyone on team living dead girl like we are set we're like we are going to tour all of 2022 like as much as we can like just one run after another so like that is the plan at the moment and if we are allowed to play shows that don't get canceled then we will play shows the entire year so we are hoping to do like all of the states if we can get over to europe we will but it's just yeah it's just so hard to be like yes we definitely are it's like if all goes according to us yes we are like we're prepared to we're planning on it but with lockdowns and things like that if we don't it won't be like our decision not to okay that's fine make sure there's a uk one there yeah definitely yes for sure we have actually like a lot of like a following over there i find because like i mail all of our merchers out myself and stuff and like i see a lot of like england and even like we have a lot of like germany and norway and amsterdam and stuff like i see a lot of like european people like buying our merch stuff and i'm like that's pretty cool it's like it's not like it's just people in canada that listen to us i'm like there's people all over the place. So it's like, we definitely need to go tour over there and stuff. Like, I don't want to just play shows in like Toronto, like forever. Like I want, I want to go see the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. We will be there front row. We'd I mean, like, remember us. Yes. <laughs> so that makes your... me feel so much better. I like seeing familiar people at shows. <laughs> so there you go. So with your songs, do you write all the lyrics? I do. Yeah. That's like a requirement for me. I won't sing lyrics someone else wrote. I like that. Where do you find your inspiration for songs? Is it life, like things that happen in life, or is it just ideas? It's always in? based on something personal for me. Like I feel like it has to. I'm not. I'm not someone that can come up with like hypothetical stories and situations and stuff and just roll with it because like I have to be feeling it, or else you'll be able to tell I'm not feeling it. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if like in my vocal performance and stuff, like if I'm not into it, it'll be apparent. Like. I would never let a producer or song like songwriter or anyone write lyrics and just hand them to me. Like 
I don't know. I have to be into it. So like what, like, especially when we go to perform them live, because we're doing the same song over and over. So if it's like about like a specific situation or something that makes me feel a certain way, like I always have like that familiarity with my music and it's like, Oh yeah, this is the song about that. Or this is the song about that person. Or this song makes me happy because it reminds me of this or something. But like, if I let someone else write it for me, like it would just feel like singing a cover, you know? So like, I'm very, Mm. I'm very like particular about like, like I've had people be like, like in the studio, like, Hey, how about we like do a song about, and I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Shut that shit right down. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you can sing a song about that yourself, but I'm like, I'm not going to, cause I haven't experienced it. So like, if it's something I haven't experienced, I'm like, how can I talk about it? Exactly. But it must be an unbelievable feeling. I mean, I don't know how much you've toured re- like recently before this shit happened, but to be able to connect with fans that can sing stuff back at you, mm-hmm. that must be an unbelievable feeling. I can't wait until like we're like, because we haven't actually played this album live except for one time for like a virtual show thing we filmed. But like when we actually go out there and play this album now, like when I see people who know the lyrics like that makes me so happy. So now that we have like all this new material out, like it's gonna be really exciting because especially since we put the album out in June and it's already now like a few months later and mm. by the time we tour, it'll probably be next year and stuff. So it's like, we've given people an ample amount of time to learn all the lyrics. So I'm really excited <laughs> to, I'm really excited to see people like already knowing the lyrics or like when you start a song and they recognize the riff, you see the moment when they go, this is my favorite song. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like seeing people's reaction, like honestly is everything. That's incredible. Going back to the, uh, the lyrics thing. Could you ever collab then? If you like to write all of your own stuff, would you ever do collab with anyone? I feel like I could, like a duet. Like if I wrote my parts and if they wanted to write their own parts, that'd be fine with me. It's just like, I don't want someone else to be like, here's lyrics I wrote about a breakup or here's lyrics I wrote about mm. whatever. Cause then like, it's not my experience. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, well, I wouldn't say that. That's not like my vocabulary. That's not how I feel about this topic. Like. I don't know. Like I've had people ask before, like I've had people like message me like, hi, I'm a, I'm a songwriter. Like, would you like to like look at my material and like maybe use them for living dagger? Like, do you want to like buy songs off me basically? And I remember being like, I like weirded out. Like, I guess that's a normal thing for people to offer musicians is like, Hey, do you want me to write songs for you? But like, I'm like, you can write guitar riffs for me. Cause I can't do that myself. Like I'll let other people like, like I'll let like my guitarist, John like wrote, like some of the guitar riffs and the producer wrote some and another producer wrote some of them and like that kind of thing I'm fine with. But like when it comes to like the actual topic, I'm like, I won't let anyone like input. I'm like, yeah, it's, it has to be personal. Like, uh, like the, it's my way of expressing myself. So I like, I don't want anyone to take that from me. Yeah. I can imagine you should be there. Like if you, if you ever did do that, just looking around be like, yeah, I have no idea. There's no feeling in this whatsoever. Cause... Yeah. There's, I just need that personal connection with my music. Like, I like I need it. <laughs> Even if it was Avril. Okay, if Avril being wrote a song for me, I'd take it. But that's different. I'd do anything for Avril. <laughs> if, she, if she told me to do anything, I'd just be like, okay. I need to stop but making Tom then, laugh like, when he goes to drink his bottle. <laughs> it would just feel like like a cover to me. I saw her recent pictures of the she did a bikini shoot or something. She did some sort of thing recently. She looks incredible. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, you're 35? Like, if I don't look like that when I'm 35, I want a refund. (laughs) 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 Yeah, she's killing it. She's, yeah, she's my girl crush. Well, I'm 35 and I don't look like that, so I want a bloody refund now. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Avril. She's smashing out the park. 
So, as we said, you not long ago released your first album, Poltergeist, and my God, how it's so good. I need to stop singing its praises. How how long did it take you to record, and how was that experience? The recording actually wasn't the long part. It's like the behind the scenes of creating an album, like especially as like self funding it and like all that. Like that, like the logistics took me a long time, but actually being in the studio, that part flew by. Like I was in the studio with Mitch for like four weeks, but with a bunch of days off. Sorry, my light is driving me nuts. I'm just gonna turn it off because it's bugging yeah, me. That's okay. Oh, but now it's dark. One sec. One sec. Sorry. <laughs> I'm being picky. It's gotta. It's gotta look good. Um. Yeah. So the actual making of the album was the fast part. Like we were in the studio for like four weeks and just did like three singles but like we had a bunch of days off like i was like going to the beach and going to disneyland and doing other things while i was in la but like then we then i went back because at first i was just doing a few singles with um that producer mitch just trying to like feel it out like test the water see if i liked working with them and then like once i heard the three songs i was like yep this guy's doing the whole album so then i went back to la a second time and i was there for like five weeks no i think it was six weeks and we actually finished recording on like the third week we finished the whole album and I remember saying to him, I was like, dude, I asked you, how long do I need to make an album? I booked my trip based off of it. I was like, I booked like my Airbnb, my rental car, time off work, everything, like a huge expensive trip. And like, we were done after like three weeks. So I was like, now what? So then I was just like going for hikes and like, I went to Disneyland t- twice more and like went to the beach and stuff. And I was like, I, like, I just treated it as a vacation then, but like the actual writing and recording, like we just plowed through it. Like it was like, that was the easy part was making the music. <laughs> That's amazing. And the production yeah, like that is part, so good. No time at all. Thank you. Yeah, Mitch is, he was the guy for the job for sure. So with, with now the album's out and you've had time to reflect on it and whatnot, are you, are you like mega happy of how it came out? Or is there some parts of it that you're like, for album two, I want to change this, I want to this, I want to this, I want to this. I would say I'm 100% happy with it. Thank God. <laughs> it really sucks if I wasn't. But I also had a lot of time to like sit on this album. So I had a lot of time to like think about before it was even out because we finished recording it in February of 2020. And then it didn't come out until June 2021. So I was listening to the songs every day for like well over a year before it came out. So like I had a lot of time to like self-reflect on it. Like if there was like, obviously, I wasn't going to go back to L.A. and, like, redo anything. But, like, at that point, anything can be fixed digitally. Like, you could cha- you could take out a section of a song or change something. Like, Mitch could do that without me having to go to L.A. again. But, I mean, I, like, I had so much time to, like, listen to everything and pick it apart that I'm glad it ended up being, like, delayed coming out because I had, like, more time to, like, pick it apart. <laughs> is, is it difficult to pick what songs you want to put on it? So you must have you must have a back catalogue that's massive. Not not really because like I have other songs written like there are other songs that like exist for me but it's just like well I'll put them on the next one. Like well, once we had those eleven songs I was just like this is it this is the album like we recorded eleven songs and I was like that's the album. You know what's there's, what's quite frustrating is when bands go there's your album and then in about six months time. We're going to release a deluxe edition with two extra tracks. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you buy to do that? <laughs> it's, it's just like to like keep the hype going and keep Milk in the same oh, album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, I like to collect a lot of vinyl. So I go, mm. oh, album's coming out then. I need to get this. Amazing. And then they release another variant with two extra. And you're like, what? But I just spent yeah. money on like, what are you doing? 
I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but we're going to be doing exactly that. <laughs> I, I, I'll just do bubble burst. There's no bubble burst at all. No but... bubble burst. Oh, thank God. We are, yeah, we are going to release a deluxe version of Exorcism eventually because, like I said, like we're just going to keep build, like keep the hype going for the same album for like as long as we can. Just keep milking it. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense. It does make. It's a marketing sense. thing, really. Yeah. It's just um, like okay. it's like well, he, it's like here. There's more kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna I was gonna make ours like I was gonna I was gonna add a bunch of stuff to it. Though. I was gonna make it like worth it, like almost like a new album itself. So it'll be cool. Okay, okay, I'll take your word yeah. for it. Uh, but if uh, no, sorry, I was yeah, it's good. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Should be good. Yeah. How, how come there was such a delay on the releasing? Was it because of COVID or was it? It was because of COVID, just like okay. everything is. Because uh, I had original plans that obviously didn't end up happening just like everyone else you think you're gonna do something that it's like oh no I can't um like I was gonna like go back to LA and like I was, ha- I was having meetings with like different managers and stuff at the time before we like secured who our manager was and stuff like um we were like I was planning on like meeting with different people and like talking about like what route to go with it and stuff so I was thinking we were going to be releasing the album on a label and that was the original plan um, but then, like, after talking to labels and everything, we ended up deciding to just do it independently, which now I realize I'm grateful for because I own all my own everything and I get 100% of everything and I'm not, like, being told what to do by anyone. I can just, like, do what I want, whatever I feel is best. Um, so, like, it ended up working out. But, I mean, like, it wasn't how I thought we were going to originally release it. So, it was going to be released in October of 2020. I wanted to drop it, like, right around Halloween time. Um, but then, like, obviously like there's all of a sudden like lockdowns and stuff and it was like wait I can't go to LA so I can't have all these meetings with people so then I was like like that like the music industry was basically like shut down so like I was just panicking thinking like now what I was like I just recorded this album and I can't do anything with it so to decide to self-release it there was so much planning like then we didn't release anything like we finished recording in February and then the album got mastered um but and like mixed and mastered and everything but we didn't end up releasing anything until October we released Alive as the first single like those months leading up to that was just me panicking going shit what do we do like we were trying to plan it we were like we can't film music videos right now so we can't so it was hard to put out a single so we just released it with a lyric video like we were just like freaking out because we were just like what do we do now like it was just like such like a a curveball like we were just like so ready to release it and then all of a sudden it was like oh it doesn't look like we can release this that's so rubbish especially when you've just done it as well you've been like right cool it's done can we put it out now can we we put it out now I, yeah. yeah and like yeah. I just I, I didn't know what I was doing like it was my first album or self-release like it was so much work I was like now I have to do this now I have to do this like or, like all the things that a label would normally have a team of people doing I did myself Fair so point. like it became my full-time job like designing the CDs ordering the CDs ordering the vinyls I have a stock room of merch in my house at this point <laughs> like it's so organized because of course it is like I have like boxes of everything yeah. labeled and all the merch and everything and like I pack up all the orders myself but yeah like it, I was like this is normally a team's worth of people's work and I just like did it all myself so like it took a lot of months to like make a plan like I had like meetings with our manager where we were trying to lay out okay we'll release a single in October then we'll release another one in January then we'll release another one in like March or April but then we could probably film a music video like they're like we had to like have a game plan so that's why it took so long was because like behind the scenes like on Instagram I'm posting don't worry guys it's coming soon and behind the scenes I'm going what the fuck do I do <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like people want an album we don't have an album <laughs> so it was yeah behind the scenes I was like losing it 
I'd love, I just had an image of you like Instagram videos every month or so, your hair's getting more nuts like crazy, and then you go in by the thing is rocking out going, it's coming, guys. <laughs> the bags under my eyes are getting darker, and it's yeah. like I haven't slept in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. <laughs> but fair play, you've absolutely yeah. smashed it. You've absolutely you. smashed it out the park. Thank you. Which is apparent because you know, you, as you said, you lose your first single alive. And you're constantly posting like how well this song is doing in the in like the Billboard charts and stuff like that. It's hmm. incredible for your first single on a self-released and all the work you've put into. It. Oh, now I know how much effort you put into it on your own. I tip my hat. Thank you. Not that I'm wearing one, but you know. But you know, it's. Did you expect it to do as well as it did, or is doing rather? I feel like yes and no. Like. When I found out I was on the billboard chart first, we, we debuted it at number, we were number 73, I think. And then the next week we were number 45. So like, we like flew up the chart in like one week. And like, when I was emailed and told about it, like I read it and just like froze and was like, I was beside my mom and I was with our producer, Mitch, um, when I was in Nashville last two weeks ago, like I was, so I was already with my mom and Mitch and I just like got the email and I just like froze and I was like, guys guess what? Like, I was just like, oh, like, I couldn't believe it. I was like in shock. I was like, holy shit. But I feel like, I don't know, like I was shocked, like that it actually happened, but I feel like, and not to sound like overly confident by any means, but I feel like I always knew things like that would eventually happen. Cause it's like, it's like, I work my ass off. So it's like, I'll do anything to make those sort of things happen. Like whatever it takes, like I will stay up all night, like doing everything, like marketing it and like pitching it and emails back and forth between like my manager and my publicist and like like I'm like like my life is committed to my band at this point so it's like it's like I'll do anything it takes to like achieve things so I knew it would come eventually like eventually the hard work would pay off but like I didn't expect to like actually get on the billboard chart like two months after my album came out like I didn't actually think just cause like, I don't have a record label. Like I don't have like a whole team of people funding me and helping me. It's like everything I do, it's like, I had to waitress to pay for that. So like, I, yeah, I, I guess like, yeah, I knew it would happen eventually. I just was shocked to happen so soon. Incredible. incredible. Fair play. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I love stories like that because, you know, it's awesome to hear for yourself, but it's also inspiring as hell for other people you know mm. like because let's be honest there's a lot of bands out there trying to make it and you yeah. know when you hear a story someone's like i know my shit's good i'm gonna do anything i can to get people to hear it and it bloody pays off and like i said it's really inspiring fair play thank you i just feel like i just have the attitude it's like if you want something and you put in the work like it will happen it's like you just you, like if you have the work ethic and the drive you'll make it happen like if you want anything badly enough you'll do it absolutely love it so uh how did you come to work with our lord and savior jeremy Saffer? i actually i modeled for his daughters of darkness book four years ago four years ago yeah we took those pictures four years ago um he messaged me on facebook and just asked if i wanted to shoot he did a trade with me he said if you model for my book i'll do promo pictures for your band and i was like holy shit because like I used to rip out pictures jeremy took out of magazines and tape them on my bedroom wall when i was a teenager like I knew exactly who he was and he messaged me and I was just like, I was just like, you want me to model for you? <laughs> just like, I couldn't believe it. So I went, I drove all the way to Massachusetts with my parents when I was 18 to go shoot with Jeremy Saffer, which is like an eight hour drive from Toronto. Oh. And 
but like my parents were like, okay, road trip, let's go. Uh, so I went and shot with him once and we had just like, we just got along well, we worked really well together and stuff. So it just became an annual thing. Every summer I would just drive down to Massachusetts and do a photo shoot with Jeremy. Like I would do like his creative like projects with him. Like if he was like, Hey, I want to test this new lighting setup or this new photography technique. Like if he wanted to like have something for his portfolio, like I'd shoot it with him. And then in return, he would give me promo pictures to use for my band, which is like awesome because everyone recognizes his work. Like just having Jeremy Saffer written in the corner of a picture makes it 10 times cooler. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I was just like so honored. I got to work with him. And then, so like, eventually like he was my, my, my music industry person that I was in with, like who I was like friends with and stuff. So anytime I had a question about anything, like, Hey, I'm going to go work on this. Is this person scamming me? Is this person someone I should work with? Or what should I do next? Should I submit this to this? Or like, whenever I had music industry questions, I kept going to him and asking him for advice. So then eventually, like we were looking for a manager and I was meeting with different like potential manager stuff. And then Jeremy had told me in the past, he managed a band like years ago, because mm. he went to school like for like music industry like he knows everything about that so and he knows everyone so like I eventually was just like wait a minute I was like I'm asking you for all this advice and you're helping me just to be nice I was like do you want to get paid for it like I was like I was like do you want to like work work with me like for real I was like do you want to like officially be on the living dead girl team and at first he was like what and then he like like the next day he messaged me back and was like okay yeah I thought about it let's do it I'm your manager now that's amazing it just like made sense it's like if you're already helping me like you might as well officially be on the team you know (laughs) that's incredible you've gone from posting putting pictures of his you know photo shoots on your wall to now working with him and becoming friends like it's just amazing how things come full circle yeah like especially since I had like all those years of modeling and stuff it's like it's like I knew who you were as like a model like because like I there's so many like photographers who's like work I'm always like I wish I could work with this person like I wish I could model for them and then he messages me and is like do you want to model for me and I'm like I'm like yes I do <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Jerry he's such an awesome guy we had so much fun talking to him yeah Amazing he's guy. the nicest <laughs> so on your website, in the bio, it says, I'm excited to see where my career takes me next. So what are your hopes and plans for the future? Is everything living dead girl, living dead girl, living dead girl? Or is there other like aspirations you still want to achieve? It's pretty much living dead girl, living dead girl, living dead girl. <laughs> uh, I just want, I, I'm, I'm in this deep now. I'm committed. Like, I got to ride this wave and see where it ends up. Um, like I have like plans in the back of my head, like, oh, one day I'll do like a solo project, like a different genre of an album. Like that's just Molly Rennick, not living dead girl. Maybe one day I will get like a couple little acting things just, just for whatever. Like there's like a few other like creative areas, like I'd like to like explore, but like right now I'm like living dead girl. Like is like what I breathe. Like it's my entire life. Like anyone who knows me, like in real life, like all my friends and family so like it's all they hear about and god bless them for being patient with me all i talk about is i'm like i'm like guess what i did today like guess what living dead girl did today i'm like now i'm on a billboard chart now i'm in this magazine now i'm, in, I'm like look at look at my stuff like i'm just like still living dead girl all the time so bless the people that have to put up with me and are like act excited every all i talk about is my band but yeah i'm just so dedicated to it at this point like it's like the only thing I want to focus on right now. But with all the work you've put in, Molly, you deserve to do it. You deserve to talk about it as much as you want, you know, scream it from the rooftops. So, Thank you. Yeah. I feel bad for people, especially like my parents and stuff. You have to hear about like 
constantly it's like it's like i'm admitting this is annoying <laughs> <laughs> well they started it by you know taking to that modeling place when you were 10 years old exactly look yeah. look at the monster they created <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, phenomenal. before we start wrapping up tom have you got any more questions did you ever think that this is where you would get to at the you know young tender age that you're at now i think i'm doing better for my age than I realistically expected to it's hard for me not to like beat myself up just because like I'm just so hard on myself in general like sometimes I think like oh like if it like obviously if it wasn't for COVID I'm like the album would have came out in October and I would be touring right now it's like we should be like playing festivals right now but instead like I'm sitting at home in Canada still because there was lockdowns and shit so like it's hard not to think that way sometimes mm-hmm. like wondering if that wasn't a thing I'm like I would be so much further and stuff and then I'm like I'm like, hey, you're 22. I'm like, you're not doing that bad. Like, I, I sometimes start to feel like I, I'm like, I could be doing better. And then I remind myself, like, I ground myself and be realistic. And I'm like, I'm like, bitch, you self-released an album during, like, Canada was in a full-blown lockdown. Like, I had, like, Jeremy saying, like, can you go, like, to stores and, like, sell CDs and do CD signings and stuff? And I was like, dude, I was like, stores are closed in Canada. It's like, I can't do anything. Like, I was like, like, we were in a full-blown lockdown. I still, like, put an album out and everything. So, sometimes I need to remind myself I'm like I'm like you're not doing as bad as you think you are I'm like you did the best you could with the circumstances <laughs> yeah absolutely but just keep going you're slaying it and there's so much yeah everything happens Ooh. for a reason Mo. that's what I believe everything happens for a reason I think yeah you know, this is meant to happen and I think that bigger and brighter and beautiful and better things are coming don't yeah. you worry about that <laughs> <laughs> thank god <laughs> I'm like maybe my album was supposed to be delayed for a reason it's like maybe during that time all the like everything I did during that time I'm like maybe I needed that time to do that yeah absolutely Hmm. to piggyback on what you were saying then though it's like until you mentioned your age earlier I didn't realize how young you were because you'd mentioned like I was doing my research and all the stuff you've done and now I know how young you are. I really think I failed in life. Like you've done so much at <laughs> such a young age. I'm like, Jesus. Well, I got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's about you. You should be so proud. You really should. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was born in 1999. Like I was almost born in the 2000s. Like I just made it into 90s baby status. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, where I love being still. like, oh, I love the 90s. And people were like, you weren't even there. And I'm like, no, but I love the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first six months and the last six months, rather. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I still grew up watching like 90s things and whatnot. <laughs> so before we get out of here, we like to play a little game with our guests, if that's okay. Mm. We call it the quick fire round. We literally okay. ask you a bunch of questions and you answer them as quick as you can. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it's not like general knowledge or anything. Don't worry. Nothing scary. Okay. For okay. example, first example, what was your first ever job? Uh, waitressing. Your go to karaoke song? So What by Pink. Oh, nice like choice. Great choice. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite snack food? Popcorn. What type? Super buttery. Super buttery. <laughs> like a pound of butter melted on it. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Who would play you in the movie of your life? So Is it cocky to say Megan Fox? Nope. No, of course <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Megan Fox. <laughs> and last but 
not least, what is one piece of advice you would give to young Molly Rennick if you had a little time machine? One piece of advice. Um, hmm. How do I only pick one thing? Uh, I would say, like, just like keep working hard and stop getting discouraged because I used to be really, really hard on myself. So I would have just kept encouraging myself, like, keep working at it because I've been trying to do this since I was like 12. And I'm glad I'm glad I didn't give up, but I feel like I could have expedited the process a bit if I had like done the singing lessons and everything sooner. <laughs> but again, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. made you who you are now. So yeah, true. I was just telling myself, keep working hard. Amazing. But before we let you go, is have you got any plugs, social medias, anything you want people to go check out? Uh, yeah, if you're going to look us up online, you might have to add the word band after it just because Living Dead Girl will bring up the Rob Zombie song. <laughs> but if you type in Living Dead Girl band or Living Dead Girl Molly, you will find it. And our official website is livingdeadgirl.ca, the Canadian version of .com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will encourage people as well to go check out your YouTube channel. YouTube channel as well, yes. Living you Dead do Girl some official. amazing vocal covers on your YouTube channel. Oh, my YouTube channel. I'm your just YouTube Molly Rennick and you'll find just that yours, one. yeah. Thank you. I haven't done one in months. I need to get back to it. I was watching one um, whore by In This Moment. Mm. And my wife was like, I love this song. And she is absolutely smashing those vocals. So, Thank you. There you go. I was really I- excited to find out Maria Brink watched it. Jeremy sent it to her. And I was like, I'm so honored. I'm like, Maria's watching it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows everyone, that man. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say to anyone listening to this, Go check out this band. They are going to just blow up and become huge and listen to this album because it's bloody incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Molly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. Not at all. Really well, fun. I'm glad. I'm glad to enjoy it. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Yes, thank you very much. No, well, ours has ended, but you know. No, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess good, good night for you guys. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no. you take care. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. We'll see you again when the second album comes out, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Speak to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You can't not get inspired by that conversation. No, 22 absolutely. years old. And has achieved so much and works her goddamn ass off. She really does. And I totally agree with her with Avril Ravine. She Avril is an icon. She really an is. Absolute icon. And what um, what's annoying is because we recorded this interview quite a few weeks ago, since then they've released a music video for the song that we discussed and we didn't know about. It. She didn't tell us in the conversation. God, she really they released a music video for Exorcism and it is incredible. Everybody go check that out. Go yeah. check out Living Dead Girl. Get it, get them in your face and in your ears. Allow them in. Molly, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys enjoy listening to it as we did recording. Damn right. And go listen to Living Dead Girl. No. But, Mr. Stevens. No, after the show. After the show. Yeah, yes, yeah. Jamie. I was say, let me finish first. Sorry. It's audience participation time. It's time to participate in Jamie's audience participation challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. This week, I said to you, dear listeners, let's see how disturbed those minds of you are. You've become a mad scientist. So my question is, what weird science experiments are you going to run? Mr. Stevens, have you thought of anything? 
I'd like to give myself telekinesis. I'd like to give, you know, everyone's like, what, what's one superpower you'd have? I'd try and give myself that superpower. I like that. So telekinesis, like please. Or flight. I was going to say flight. Yeah, that's the one for me. Always wanted to be able to fly. Just so I can travel the world. Might look a lot easier, wouldn't it? But the thing is, though, everyone wants to do flight. What if you're flying to a foreign airspace, they'll try and shoot you down. That's a Have really good point. That? No one's thought about that, have they? That's to make sure you fly really fast. Or teleportation, then. I'll take teleportation and telekinesis. I was going to say, I think mine would be to develop tele- teleportation. But saying that's not very mad, is it? I don't really know. Yeah, but then you'd be able to get into other countries that I wouldn't realise and you'd turned up. That's a very good point. Oh, Should we see? Teleportation. They're, uh, they're rebooting Quantum Leap. Are they? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I read it earlier. Sorry. It's not not broke. Don't fix it. Anyway, let's see what our dear listeners had to say. Gemma Williams. I'll invent a super gun that destroys all and only seagulls. Seagulls are the evilest birds alive, and I need to avenge my tuna roll that was stolen out of my hand, leaving only the wrapper by a bastard seagull. See, this is the problem when you live on the coast. That's all I've got to say about that. (laughs) You, you chose to live there. Now, Jamie Merrison. I said, like, mad scientist. Jamie Merrison is an evil scientist. Okay. I would get everyone to sit through one week live stream of Rebecca Black's Friday on repeat. And whoever is the last man or woman standing wins. Why oh, would yeah. you want mate, to get people to listen to Rebecca Black's Friday on repeat for a week? I mean, I was going to put myself forward if it was a decent prize. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> Tiffany Rose wants to find out how many electric shocks to the rusty starfish will it take to make you permanently twitch like a rabbit's nose? What? Do you not know what a rusty starfish is? No. You're an arsehole. <laughs> Why is it called a rusty starfish? It looks a bit like a starfish. And it's Why is rusty. it rusty? Why is it rusty? Brown. Dude, that's weird. I mean, my arsehole's not rusty. I clean it regularly. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned if it's made of metal. Well, I think it's more. I think it's more the shade. This is a weird conversation. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Ed Fleece, let's let's graft a gorilla head onto a giant spider body. How about we don't? Fuck. Ed? How about we fuck no? <laughs> How about we fuck no? Graham Arnold with the most disturbing answer: find a billionaire couple with a kid, become their butler, shoot them in a dark alley. Traumatize the boy with bats and see if the Batman scenario actually happens. <laughs> There'd be no villains, though. Well, he did actually add, if so, hire out work actors and give them each a gimmick fight to fight the boy and watch the chaos unfold. Amazing. That's yeah, amazing. <laughs> Tony Gaskin says, I just want to switch off the internet for a week. Okay. Watch the world unfold. <laughs> That'd be that'd be very interesting. I think. In what is possibly my favourite answer out of the lot, Chris Evans says, "Tape buttered bread to a cat's back and see if they really spin, because cats <laughs> land on their feet and butter always lands face down." <laughs> so it's butter side up, isn't it? So yeah, will it land with the butter side? Oh yeah, you mean tape to the cat's back? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to the cat's back. Yeah. Phenomenal. Absolutely. That was phenomenal, that answer. <laughs> um, Graham Arnold is back again but with a weird crossbreed. He wants to crossbreed sharks and honey badgers and create the world's most evilest creature, Lily. Oh, days. Could you imagine? 
Don't want sharks on land. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Two left. John Davis, I'll create a stupid virus. If you just do the occasional thing, no real problem. Consistent stupidity would cause flu-like symptoms. Dedication to stupidity would be fatal. <laughs> and last but not least is Tony Martin. I want to find out if Tories really have Daleks inside of them because it would explain the absence of caring and love towards other humans. <laughs> I saved that to last just for you. Oh, I appreciate that. I just remembered we had a late addition to last week's. It was disturbing as hell, so I felt like I needed to add it on. Go for it. So remember last week's was what's one thing you could say in the bedroom, but also at dinner table? Yes. Gemma Williams piped up with another one and said, why won't we think of the children in Africa? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is absolutely (laughs) glorious. Our audience have very disturbing and weird minds. We love it. We love it. And we appreciate every single one of you that participates. Every single week in Jamie's participation challenges, we appreciate everyone that comes for Callum's teachings, and we appreciate all of you for that come for Tom's journal or for the guest. So we can't thank you enough. But there are seven other editions of the Chronicles of Podcasts that you can go and check out. They're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and they're everywhere. Go and wherever you find your podcast from, come and find the Chronicles of Podcasts. Come and join us. Come take a seat. You know, we appreciate every single one of you, and we'll always make sure that you're all accounted for. You can also follow us on our old channel. We have our old interviews that we're bringing over uh, as a way back Wednesday. So every Wednesday, keep your ears peeled um, and eyes peeled. Don't keep your ears peeled. Keep your ears open. And you're, no, keep your eyes open. What am I talking about? What am I doing? I have no idea. Daytime recording. Basically, every Wednesday, we release a way back Wednesday. One of our old channel episodes comes over to the brand new channel and you get to experience that interview once again. So it's all in one nice little neat package in one place. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. You can also follow us, Jamie. Where? On the Twitter! At TCO Pod. You can also follow us, Jamie. Where? On the Insta! At TCO Pod. And you can also follow us on TikTok, at TCO Pod, where you can see all of our nice little trailers. Also, now, you can follow us on YouTube, at the Chronicles of Podcast, come watch all of our little nice little interviews. We put them all up there for you, all looking beautiful, sexy, all in one little area. So you can do to listen to the entire show. You can literally just go to YouTube, follow the Chronicles of Podcast, subscribe to that channel, subscribe, like it, share it, and uh, just enjoy us visually rather than audio. Well, both, isn't it, really? But there you go. So we could also now say, go and follow our sponsors at Stay Cozy Clothing. They're on Instagram, at Stay Cozy Clothing. Uh, or, or go to www.staycozyclothing.com, uh, put in the chronicles in capitals, all was one word, to get your 10% off at checkout off your order. The Chronicles of Podcast. Download us, reviewers, share us, tell all your friends about us, allow us into your ears, rate us, subscribe to our channels, but most importantly, only listen to us with a bowler hat on. I don't think I've ever, ever owned a bowler hat. No, neither have I. I wish I did now, though. Yeah, sorry about that, Jay. That's all right. You'll, I'm sure you will one day. I'm sure you'll achieve it. I have these dreams in life. One day I will own a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, guys, keep your eyes peeled on our socials. We've got some stuff coming up that um, we're hoping to nail down and get sorted um, and whatnot. So uh, we've got some things in the pipeline that we're hoping to share with you all soon. Yeah. Jamie, what another glorious episode. Indeed.
I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Guys, as for this week, I think we're going to see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.